Hello, hello, and welcome everybody to the Happy Healthy Women podcast and HHW TV. If you are a wellness-minded woman in business, you are certainly in the right place as we talk about all things happiness, health, and success for women entrepreneurs on this amazing show. I am your host, Natalie Colalilo, and the founder and CEO of Happy Healthy Women. And today I have the extreme honor and privilege of interviewing one of our incredible trailblazers in the Happy Healthy Women community, Debbie Sluice. Debbie Sluice is a personal development and empowerment coach. She empowers people to live their best lives and be the best professional they can be by discovering their vision, balancing their lives, and realizing their inner power. Debbie is the founder of the Dare to Declare Academy, which certifies coaches and entrepreneurs to lead impactful vision board experiences for their clients. Let's hear from Debbie. Welcome, Debbie, to HHW TV and the Happy Healthy Women podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm really pumped. We always have amazing conversations. I love your energy. So super excited to be here. Uh, you're so amazing. And honestly, like looking back at the past year, so I just did one of those, um, you know, those reels of like the reflection of 2023 and like just thinking about how much of an impact you have made in Happy Healthy Women. This is going to be such a good episode for those who are tuning in. So thank you for being here. Uh, today we are talking about, well, first of all, you and everything that you have created in the Dare to Declare Academy and just with your coaching and so many incredible things. Uh, and we're talking about creating a legacy business and the mindset that goes along with that. So I would love to first start off by hearing a little bit more about you, your story, because you weren't always an entrepreneur. Am I right? Correct. I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I've been in the not-for-profit realm. In fact, I remember one time creating i'm kind of telling on some of my colleagues but anyways if you're watching sorry but you know i remember creating this workshop and i called it the business of childcare, and we we are in not-for-profit now there are for-profit but like you know and i i wanted to support my fellow leaders and colleagues around the idea of like not-for-profit like i was bringing in millions of dollars in revenue from families and like I had a huge team. I mean, it was a multi-million dollar not-for-profit, but still business. And I, I was really progressive in in that, even with the not-for-profit world. Like I was one of the first ones on social media using it. We created a website, so I knew that, and and I acted as though it was a business, uh, even though it was not-for-profit and a service. Mm-hmm. So I, I just because I always wanted to be the best. Like, let's be the best at what we do, not just showing it up front, but darn it, if we are doing it behind the scenes, I want people to know about it, that we're also, so um, yeah, so I got to attract the best employees. I got, yeah, and we were voted um, the best childcare (laughs) for many years because I think, because I had that entrepreneurial mindset. So to answer your question, no. uh, And um, I was really ready to step into a business when I did. Oh, I love it so much. And so what made you decide to create Dare to Declare? And would you share um, what Dare to Declare is? Yeah, so Dare to Declare is an umbrella company where I have various streams of services, products underneath that, but all of them tie into vision boarding. And so I'm obsessed with vision boards. I love how they are like the rudder on a ship that 
it gives you the sense of direction. And for people, I've been talking to more and more people, people that are either recovering from severe illness or accidents, or they've experienced grief and they're coming on the other side of it, they're in the healing journey. But as they said, if I don't have a vision of what life will be like, I just don't have the motivation. And when it gets hard and when I have to do the exercises or it takes longer than I think it should to heal, if I don't have that visual, it's, it's very challenging. So yeah, so everything goes to do with the vision boarding. Um, but under that, uh, we have, um, I do in-person workshops. I'm actually doing one tomorrow. Uh, I have a studio, a gorgeous studio in my hometown here in Ontario. And I also do retreats. And so I, I'm an expert in that. I, um, now I have my own magazine. So that's another one of my products um, in that I, I go into be the expert within someone else's retreat and offer the vision board experience. And then now I train trainers. So we have an academy that will be now going on three years. We have 42 graduates from five different countries who are now um, certified to do what I do and offer vision boards within their practice. And I would say about a third of them are not coaches. Uh, two thirds are, but they may be yoga instructors, dance instructors, like different modalities like that. So that is what Dare to Declare is. I just want to say, like, I I see Dare to Declare as one of our sister companies, like, honestly, because we have so many like, um, well, so many, so many people that are part of Happy Healthy Women that also became part of Dare to Declare, um, that have become visual board trainers, people from Dare to Declare that have become part of Happy Healthy Women. And uh, we, we just really connect so well. So if you are already a fan of Happy Healthy Women, you will absolutely love Dare to Declare and everything Debbie is about. I just want to really throw that plug out there uh, because we are so connected in that way. So what made you decide to get started with vision boarding? So what made me get started was that, as I said, I had a large team and what I was noticing as I've been in it for 30 years, so it was childcare, not-for-profit childcare. And what I was noticing was that women were coming in, um, maybe the guidance counselor in high school had said, oh, you don't know what to do? Well, you could probably work with kids. And so it was almost like an afterthought and there wasn't that sense of purpose. My employees really needed to have something that offered them confidence, empowerment, direction, purpose. And so I didn't know what it was yet. And so there was that playing around. And then I also, because as I was saying earlier, we were one of the best in the province. And so I was asked to share my story around this new curriculum that that uh, Ontario had downloaded into the childcare. Specifically, we got to pilot it and I started to public, do public speaking. And I was speaking in front of groups like 200, 400 educators. And I liked having that larger impact. And I just got this inner nudge, this intuitive thought, wow, what if you're meant for something bigger? Mm -hmm. And so that was playing around as well. And I did something very intuitive. Looking back now, I think, oh, I followed all the universal laws, but I didn't know. I was simply following what was the next step in front of me. And I was following my intuition, but I wasn't even self-aware enough to know I was doing that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I went and had a photo shoot. And so the photo shoot, I didn't know what it was going to be for. I just knew that at some point it was going to be instrumental in my business, which I didn't in, hadn't even created yet. And that photo was my first vision board because I looked at the image of myself and I was so 
like filled with this sense of magic and possibility. And I was like, wow, well, what if I could bring this to every woman that she could be, have her self image elevated, that she can take a peek into her future. Cause that's what I did that day is that I looked into the future of absolutely who I am today. And that was only six years ago. I had no idea what I was going to do. So brought those photos started. Um, again, I just did things really like a bank would be like, get out of here. Like, we're not giving you a loan, like <laughs> based on a feeling really, <laughs> But I just followed my intuition, went to a web design company. They created a website for a business. I didn't even know yet what it was going to be. And then I found Jack Canfield and he co-wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, the success principles. I read his principles um, and was just so enamored with his teaching and his take on vision boards. I had never done a vision board before. And so I created a studio and uh two years after that so I, i'm not a big proponent of saying just jump out of your full-time job just quit you know uh that's maybe that's for some people but for me it took me two years uh, doing both and then i finally gave my notice to my board of directors so yeah that's a bit about my story oh i love your story so much so many things that tie into what we're talking about today um, you know, I, I think it's really interesting just going back to the like, well, you can work with kids notion, right? Like, I, I think so many of us are um, living in the now based on some kind of statement like that in the past, right? And and I, I can even tell you, like, when I was deciding to go to theater school, right, in my my late teens and my early 20s and, you know, deciding that I wanted to move to Toronto and be an actress. I remember people saying, well, why don't you, why don't you still go to teacher's college? Why don't you become a teacher so that, you know, that way, like you have like a safety net, right? And I mean, practically speaking, these aren't bad ideas, but that's, I didn't want to teach. I want to do, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to teach drama. I want to be the actor, right? And so it's just really interesting. Um, so when you say, right, like the bank, would have laughed at you. That's so true for so many of us, right? That that start things with our hearts and lead with that passion and that purpose and that drive, which I so see you doing all the time, day in and day out. So, all right, let's let's step into this piece around the legacy business, Deb. What do you mean when you say that? Because when I read the show notes, I was like, oh, what an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. So, what does that mean when you say that? Well. I spent 30 years in my last career and I, I thought for most of my career, I would retire from there. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm 55. And if you think about Bob Proctor, I think he didn't really hit big success until he was in his seventies. Like, you know, it's never too late. Right. And so I just want to put that out there in terms of legacy. So like like I did kind of fall into childcare, um, but I also took on what I had and made it the best that it could possibly be. And I, I was creative, but there is a ceiling. I, I was an employee uh, and it was not for profit. And there was a ceiling based on, it's not mine. Like I'm not an entrepreneur, I don't own it. And there's just only so much money and impact that I could make. So a legacy business, and I didn't even realize it was a legacy business until, let me think, a year ago, a year and a half ago, I had my first retreat from my academy. And so these are all students, uh, graduates that have taken my certification course. 
And I'm getting choked up just even thinking about that moment. So we streamed live from people like in the UK who couldn't be there in person. But as you know, like you've got some happy, healthy women leaders that are also graduates of our program and they were able to come to my studio and I led them. I led my graduates through a vision board process. And I had this realization suddenly that this was now bigger than me, that this was something that they loved as much as I love that this business wasn't just something that I was just keeping and sharing with the world. But now I had created this succession plan that I'm getting tongue tingles as I'm talking about this, that like I had it one morning, I'll just give you a little example. I had it one morning that I I woke up and um, I, I like to just sit in my chair beside my fireplace and go on my social media. I know I, I, it's not like everybody meditates and works out. Not me. I'm just going to tell you, like I am, <laughs> I'm with a cup of coffee and I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Just say it. Um, and so I do my best work actually like connecting. Anyways, yeah. I get a message from South Africa and it's one of my graduates. She's a lawyer there. She is, she calls herself an advocate. She's amazing. She's one of our graduates. And I get this message and it's like, Deb, um, I'm in the middle of a retreat and because uh, she's six hours ahead, right? So she's like 1 p.m. there. And she's like, what's the music that you play? What's the playlist that you use on YouTube? And I just, I thought this world is so small. Like here she is, you know, across the ocean. She's using the exact same workshop that I'm going to do in a few hours in Chatham, Ontario. And she's using the same playlist. Like it just, gave me goosebumps to realize that this has now gone global. And so the legacy for me is that it was simply an idea. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, like I can talk about my magazine too and how that manifested. That's just, you know, an idea. And then it's, it's declared and shared with someone else and then it becomes reality. And when, and then when you're now involving others in that, that's where I see where this legacy is now happening, that it doesn't need me now for this message to keep carrying on. And I, I have no wish, I, I wish to be alive for many, many, many years, but this impact is now spreading through many others in such a beautiful way. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps thinking about this. And you know, it's, it's the ripple effect, right? This is the thing that I talk about all the time with women who are starting businesses and just not even business, but just doing things in their life. Like, do you realize the ripple effect that you are having? Right. So even things like working on our mindset or, you know, working on ourselves, working on our bodies. Like I believe that everything I do day in and day out to, to better myself, much like you, Deb is, is having a ripple effect on those around. Right. And, and you can see that in people you know, who message you from South Africa, right? You can see that in people who say, Deb, you're so inspiring, right? And and so this is, I feel like, the, the biggest reward, the biggest reward. Yes, money's great, right? But But I think the biggest reward is having that come to fruition and seeing that ripple effect across the globe. And this legacy business, oh my gosh, right? The things that we're doing because, again, that we followed our heart. So, I just love this so, so much. Um, 
Deb, talk to me a little bit because I know that this wasn't, like you said, right? It wasn't an overnight thing for you, although things started to happen very, very quickly for you. Um, Tell me a, a little bit about the mindset work that has gone into creating this legacy business. I took a coaching uh, program. So I, I highly recommend if you don't have a coach, get a coach. Like mm-hmm. I was talking to someone else the other day. I said, you know, think about sports. Like you can go play rec volleyball and there's a ref that maybe shows up. If you want to get professional and you want to make money and not call it a hobby, you get a coach. The team gets a coach. Well, so if you want to get serious about your business, you get a coach. Okay. So I hired a coach. That's my, I'll get off my <laughs> Flat out. Hire Natalie. Get into Straight her business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> starting um, in terms of mindset with this work, you know, we do things for two reasons, pain or pleasure. And goodness, goodness. Like, I hope I get on the other side of pleasure more because I tend to not move until I'm in pain. It's like I have to touch the hot stove to take my hand off. Like, oh, but it just is. And so it's one of those things where I had an opportunity to coach the leader, the owner of the coaching company that I was with. So, I mean, there's thousands of people that he coached and he asked me to do a vision board. And I was like, like, I was so intimidated. And here's another tip for anyone listening, get into a mastermind because my mastermind has given me some of the best quantum leaps. So I said to my mastermind, what am I going to do? And they're like, Deb, he puts his pants on like anybody else, one leg at a time. Like it's fine. And then one of my um, ladies and, and actually she's a graduate of the Academy. Her name is Hillary. She lives in the UK. She's been coaching like for 20 years and her beautiful British accent. She tells me, Deb, I want you to put on your crown. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, I want you to imagine that you are going to coach. You're going to deliver this vision board experience because it was Zoom wearing your crown. And in your crown are the jewels and the jewels represent your skills, your experience, all that you're bringing to this experience for him. So what I did was, this is my little mindset, little trick, is that before I flipped up the screen and brought him on, I did this. And I sat a little straighter and I felt a little more confident and I coached my ass. Can I say that? Ass off. (laughs) And from that, actually, a couple things happened. One, they offered me a partnership. Nobody else, none of their other students had a partnership, which was really cool. And the second thing that happened was I discovered that like he gave me some really great feedback, a great testimonial, but nobody else was doing this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, people were doing vision board parties. Um, they were doing vision board you know, nights, but not where it was tied in and aligned to life coaching in that it was people, everybody's talking about imagination, but very few knew how to do it in a way that I had broken it down. And so, yeah. So from that, I, I looked again, there's another tip. I looked for an expert. Here's another leader in happy, healthy women, Tracy Sheriff. And she um, became my course content creator. And I built the airplane on the way up. Scariest thing. I mean, I've done it now again, scariest thing at the time I'd ever done in my life, which I had a beta group. So I heard you the other day on it on to talk about your membership, like to have your beta group, have like 
get get people adopt early adopters in yeah. and i did that and uh yeah and like i said we're just heading into three years and we have 42 from five different countries now oh so so good i feel like Oh my gosh, you could give a whole lecture on believing in yourself, right? Like you really could teach people that like this, this taking action, not only believing in yourself, but taking action on that belief. And I think that is such an important, big, beautiful skill for people when they are wanting, like people might have a vision, but, but what comes between them and that taking that action, right? And a lot of times I feel like it's belief. Do you feel that, Deb? For sure. I think people think that they're two separate things, um, you know, and I love this idea. Oh my word, what were we watching yesterday? And I'm like, oh, you just said that in the movie. It was a Christmas movie. Um, oh, you know, the Chris, um, with Tim Allen, like he's Santa Claus. And, yeah, okay, he yeah. said, and he said, you have to believe it to see it. I'm like, oh, my husband and my son are like, Seriously, I'm like, that's what I say all the time. Did anybody just catch that? <laughs> but that's where, like, it's usually people say it the other way around. I have to see it to believe it. But yeah. no, you have to believe it to see it. But it's not two separate things that the action reinforces the belief. So when you get that intuitive thought, don't give your saboteur I call him the bouncer. Like, you know, remember, like, I don't know, when I was a teenager, that guy at the door going, yeah, I have ID, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we try to just like, like, okay, I'm not we, me, try to flirt yeah. my way through the door, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like getting you into my posse. Like, remember we, like, I, I just met you. Anyways, yeah. I would, you know, and that guy who's like, really, you know, yeah. it's like that saboteur. He tries to shut that idea down just as fast as it comes up. And that's where like, screw it around get around that guy and get into action because it's then when you go, see, mm -hmm. okay, what's next, what's next, what's next. And so they, it's, they complement each other. It's a, it's truly that yin and yang where when you believe, but I, the belief and then the action. And so I don't know which comes first, chicken or the egg. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's ask, believe and receive. Yeah. Ask is an action. And then it's believed that it's possible, but then there's another action, which is being ready to receive. Well, and I truly feel like, like just deciding to take messy action is so important, right? Whether we know how to do it or not, whether we really like, whether we can see the whole thing for what it is or not, you know, and I know that you teach this because I've had the honor and privilege of being within your uh, vision board workshop. And also Diane Rickenback, who is one of your graduates. Um, I was in hers too. And, you know, both of you really bring to the surface this idea of reaching for things like just putting things out there, putting things on our vision board that we have no idea how we are going to make possible right now, you know? And I think that's a scary thought for a lot of people, because if you can't see it as being possible, you kind of have to like, it's that saboteur, like you said, that bouncer, we got to leap over that in order to actually start to take action towards it. But a lot of us just get stuck in that. Oh no, that's not possible. That's no, no one's ever. And, and we think of reasons we to justify why we cannot. Well, no one's ever done that in my family. I don't have the education. I don't have the this. I don't have the that. I don't have the money. I, blah, 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 blah. 
right? And so we stand in our own way. For sure. And I think when people get into this process, it is scary. It's scary to put something on your board where we want to connect the dots. We want to be able to say, you know, from here to here, I get the gold star, get her done, check mark. And because it's then it's ego fed. And so yeah. we need to set aside the ego. And I say that in the kindest way, but the ego is the protector, the one who says, look at me, I'm good enough. I'm, I'm valuable. I am uh, enough. That that ego where we have to believe in something that's much bigger than than us and and that feels really scary and ultimately what we need to believe in is that we're supported mm -hmm. so people think that the biggest fear is failure yes but its cousin or its parent is actually not being supported so when we believe that we are supported we don't need to know the how this is all going to come about that then we can release we can truly put that on there but i will say so there's actually something else that can actually sab sabotage is by putting something on the board like for example i'll sometimes talk to clients and i'll say you know how much money do you want to make and they'll be like well i want to make billions i'm like okay how much are you making now right like it's not even close to a million and so i'm like let's let's put this not that it's realistic because a million still, you have no idea how you're going to make that. But when you do billions, it's almost so far out of reach that you've lost the feeling. And so you still need to be able to feel just like I did that very first day with that image of myself where I didn't know how I was going to look like and be her, but I was like, whoa, I can, I, I somehow I know I will be. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's what I would encourage you to, to put, Put it on your board. So if you need it to be more concrete, think about maybe five to 10 years out, something like that. And, and, and you know, if there's a teenager or, you know, somebody in their 20s, you don't, it doesn't need to be a vision that is life in your 60s. Right. So, so I would, I would tighten up your vision a bit in that way. But I do distinguish between vision and goals. A goal is something that you know that if you, are persistent and you do this enough, it's going to, it's going to come to fruition. Whereas, you know, let's say, for example, on my vision board, I have, um, this really large lake house. Um, my husband keeps going, where is it? I'm like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, no, when we find it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to show up. So, um, but I have no idea, but I, I believe that I will be living on the water. Amazing. This is, the perfect conversation uh, to have right now, especially as we, uh, well, we are, you know, at the end of 2023 and moving into 2024. And so I would like to hear from you. What have you like a little inspiration? This is all inspiring, but a little um, tangible inspiration from Deb. What have you manifested that was once a cutout picture on your vision board and is now your reality? I just posted my shoes. I can even show you them. They're the Christian. Uh, Louboutin. Yes. Yeah. The red bottom. I, I should know how to say the name, but yeah. So those were on my board um, and um, I bought them last summer. Uh, we were going for something else and I suddenly saw them. And it's just, for me, it's this iconic, like I've made it kind of idea. I just, mm -hmm. 
and and everyone's like, aren't they uncomfortable? I'm like, no, they're not. But I hadn't worn them yet. So there was something else kind of holding me back. And the other thing that I have on my board is um, listening to the Handel's Messiah. And so that's you know, the hallelujah, chor hallelujah chorus. And um, so that happened last weekend, actually. And so that was on my board and I wore my shoes. Um, I felt like a Christmas princess, like I just, or a queen. I just, it was so... Oh, how is like this is my life. Like I get to do this and just be in this beautiful with beautiful people, listening to beautiful music. Uh get to be with my husband in this beautiful hotel downtown Toronto and wear these gorgeous shoes. Like it I just felt like I said like a queen. So it it's sometimes in these small things. Um but as I was talking earlier about my magazine, um one of the things that I declared in 2022 was I will do luxury retreats abroad with my own magazine. And I have a picture of retreats and I love doing retreats, just like you, Natalie, and I'm coming to your retreat. So I'm super yeah. excited. I know, I know. Uh, and I love doing retreats. And, but I didn't know how I'm going to accomplish that when I had to like literally physically take hundreds of magazines. I declared that I will do luxury retreats with my own magazine, had no idea how that was going to happen. And what happened was, I had a retreat, a luxury retreat handled to me on a silver platter. I almost stepped over it, but thank goodness I had a mastermind that was like, Deb, can't you see this retreat is being handed to you? And so I got to say yes. And then I reached out to another friend who has her own magazine. And I said, how do I do that? Gave me instructions how to do it. And five weeks later, last year, I was on a plane to um, Cape Cod and serving 12 women with my own magazine. But what is even more extraordinary was like, that was amazing. But I declared it October 2nd, 2022, October 13th, 2023. So just a little bit ago here, my magazine was used at the Canfield conference in California for their vision board experience. So what was just simply an idea a year before, almost to the date, if you're a numbers person, the three, 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 two, 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 like, in my wildest dreams, had I, I never would have thought that I would have be able to be serving within the Canfield company, which I had just found him at the very beginning of my career. He was like the original godfather of vision boards. And now my magazine's being used there. So yeah, extraordinary. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know what? That was only a few examples, but <laughs> like I have seen your journey over the last, I mean, I think you've been a part of Happy Healthy Women for at least 18 months, if not two years. And I have seen this beautiful journey unfold for you and have seen all the incredible things you have been bringing to the surface and manifesting. And I just, I am so in love with your journey and everything that you are creating, Deb. You're honestly, truly amazing and inspiring. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. So, okay. I would love to hear if, do you have any um, final thoughts or anything that you want to share? Any, any words of inspiration or taking action for those watching and listening? What I'm noticing more and more, and as this becomes a legacy business and as it gets bigger, is that it's so important to have someone else that can refer you like who do you know that can help me say with money? Who do you know that can help me with this area of coaching? Like, so that's why being part of your group is it's not just, oh, networking. It's like the referral piece is gold. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just have to go find that person on your own and like, 
you know, you still have to vet people. You still have to, but you get to see how they are in a mastermind. You get to see how they are showing up on calls. You get to see them week by week coming on in their integrity. Like, and the fact that they are invested in this community, I just want to put that out there, how valuable that part is as well. Love that. Love that. Uh, any final words of advice for our viewers and listeners? Uh, choose a single word that inspires you, that moves you to action, that is joyful, that also feels safe, that it's like, oh, this is my word. So I'll just show you that this is my card here. Um, I just made this on Thursday with a group of uh, fellow coaches and colleagues and friends. We had a we had a sleepover and I brought my vision board, a uh, little mini vision board kit with them. And I created my word, which is ease because oh, life is easy. It's easy to get money. It's, it's just, I am at ease. And so that's my word for this year. So I would say, start with that. If you don't know where to begin with a vision board, start with a single word, create a little card, add some images that represent your word and you're off to the races. You can do this with your kids too, or your grandkids. Everyone needs a vision board. So this isn't just for the woohoo spiritual, like everyone needs a vision board. And, you know, when I first started my journey and I was talking to couples like our friends, the guys got it before my girlfriends, which surprised me. But that's because corporate understands that companies have a vision. They have a mission statement. They set goals. Well, what's more important for you to personally have your own personal vision and then set goals from that? So. Um, you're never too old. It's, you know, it's for everyone. You could make one as a couple, you can make one as a family, but create that vision board. Uh, and I can help you with that. And so my website is my name, debbieslews.com, or you can, um, Google dare the number two declare.com. My uh, social media is all on there on the front page. I'd love to have a chat with you, find out where you're at and how I can support you. Absolutely. And all of your information will also be in the show notes for those of you who um, are watching or listening. And I, I just, I can't recommend Deb enough. So please do go check her out. If you want to move your life and your business to the next level, this is your gal. Thank you, Deb, so much for being here. You're incredible. I can't wait for more to come with us in 2024.